Coming to you from the red, white, and blue. You're now listening to the number one soccer podcast on the planet. This is the Box to Box Review Podcast, covering everything soccer, from the English Premier League, MLS, to the international game. Now, here's your hosts, Andrew Tucci and Lane Hector. All right, welcome back to Box to Box Review. I'm Andrew Tucci. With me is Lane Hector. Lane, how's it going, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Today we're going to talk about the latest U.S. men's national team roster that got released for the October World Cup qualifiers. And we're going to preview the first World Cup qualifier against Jamaica on Thursday in Austin, a game in which Lane and myself will be at. Let's, what do you say we get into the roster first? Lane, what do you, what do you say? Perfect. Let's do it. We'll just dive right in. Um, we'll go goalkeepers first. So a little surprise here. We got Sean Johnson, Zach Steffen, and Matt Turner. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I think the the obvious the Horvath. Yeah, the obvious omission, right, is Ethan Horvath. Yeah. I mean, kind of surprised to see him he, not here. Mm-hmm. However, truthfully, I think it's still just a, a battle between Turner and Steffen. Still, I think Turner has probably the the upper hand um, so as well. There are some kind of behind the scenes uh, restrictions for players coming from England. Mm-hmm. And so in both Stefan and Horvath are coming from England. So ideally you'd only want to take one of those guys. Um, obviously you'd take Stefan over Horvath. I think that probably has something to do with it and, and why Horvath is left at home. You know, I expect Matt Turner to start at least two of the games. I'd expect Stefan to get a shot. Um, I agree. You know, we didn't really see him last window because of COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a fair head-to-head battle between Turner and Stefan. Turner kind of got it from default. So, you know, I, I expected him to get a fair chance. And then not much not much else to say about the goalkeepers. Yeah, pretty cut and dry. I think Horvath is kind of the only shocker here, but still not really too much news, I would say. Yeah, in the goalkeeper front. Yeah, it's really it really just goes one two, and then everybody mm-hmm. else. Yeah, can dive in defenders a little more uh, a little more upsets here. We got uh, George Bello, John Brooks. A little asterisk by that. We'll talk about that. Sergino Dest, Mark McKenzie, Shaq Moore, Chris Richards, Anthony Robinson, Miles Robinson, DeAndre Yedlin, and then Walker Zimmerman. What are yeah. your thoughts? We yeah, can so- uh, I guess no Brooks. Start out yeah. with that. Yeah, so you mentioned it. Um, John Brooks and Tim Ream were both mm. originally included on the roster. Both had to drop Brooks for what they're calling back spasms. Tim Ream, yeah. what they're calling personal, like family issues. Family issues, yeah. You know, both are probably our veteran presences mm-hmm. um, in defense. You know, the big miss is going to be Brooks. Uh, Ream probably would have seen a few minutes, not sure more just a locker room guy you know we've said that before but the way i see this is is a, it's just a huge opportunity for the other center backs i mm-hmm. mean brooks is not getting a replacement so it leaves us with you know mckenzie richards miles robinson and then walker zimmerman i fully expect it to be miles robinson all three games maybe two and then chris richards starting the first game getting a chance i saw the uh, U.S. Men's National Team Instagram page released like some training 
video today mm-hmm. and in it was they were run, they were running a drill miles robinson and chris richards were like playing next to each other so if you do any you know if you take any considerate consideration into that mm-hmm. then i you know i think that might be an indicator of how they'll line up the first game right I think a lot of people are calling for that already on Twitter and uh, Instagram before the Brooks injury, which is pretty wild in my opinion. I think you can agree. Yeah. I think a lot of people are being really reactionary based off of the last window. I mean, I agree. There's no, there's no doubt Brooks had a terrible window, but he still remains our best defender. Mm -hmm. Um, Only defender with world cup experience other than Deandre Yedlin. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he's reliable. Um, but I mean, Miles Robinson, locked in starter. I think we're sure can, we can depend on him I think now. Everyone can confirm that. Yeah, I'm really excited to see Richards with Robinson. I think it's it's kind of definitely you know, a new look. Yeah, it's a younger look. You mm-hmm. know, neither of these players are going to get beaten by you know pure pace unless somebody's right. just you know really really fast, which is possible, but I, I, I doubt it. Um, Richard is a pretty good passer, maybe not John level, John Brooks level, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I don't expect there to be a big drop off and, and there could be even maybe an upgrade from there. Um, also Walker Zimmerman, I think he'll probably get some time it was kind of the late addition, um, mm-hmm. for Tim Ream and then Martin McKenzie, you know, he's kind of the guy that I could see Burhalter going to in the first game. If it wasn't Richard's just because he's played for Berhalter in some big games, right. you know, the Honduras game, the Mexico game. A little interesting note about only having four center backs is now I feel like it kind of takes out, takes away the possibility of playing like a back, a back five or a back three. Saw a lot of that and a lot of talk about that with the lack of the back, back five or three, which is, we kind of relied on that pretty, yeah. pretty often. Yeah. We've, we've gone to it. It's kind of like our change of pace formation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't don't see that in the cards with, I don't with only, only having four center backs on the roster. I think that's a really risky move if we did mm-hmm. do it. And then the fullbacks are pretty self-explanatory. George Bellow, Anthony Robinson on the left. I yeah. expect it to be Anthony Robinson after his great, you know, September window. Fantastic. Um, Shaq Moore gets added in as opposed to Reggie Cannon and then a lot of people were calling for Joe Scally. Lots He's, of people saw lots of uproar. Yeah. That he was not called up. Yeah. He's, uh, for those who don't know, he's this 18 year old kid playing in Germany for uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Mm-hmm. He kind of got thrown in because of an injury to somebody else and he just hasn't, hasn't uh, let go of a spot. So a lot of people wanted to see him. He can play on the left too. And then obviously Sergio Dest is included. I expect Des to probably play, you know, at least the first game on the right. I would think so. Yeah, and I, I don't think George Bell has, has gotten really the confidence of Greg Berhalter. You know, I expect Anthony Robinson to play at least two games. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Des plays uh, a game at left back as well. So, but yeah, that's all I got for defenders. Yeah, we'll move on to the uh, to the midfield. A couple new names here. We've got uh, Kellen Acosta, Tyler Adams, Gianluca Busio, Luca De La Torre, Sebastian Legette, Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, and then Christian Roldan. What are your thoughts yeah. on the midfield? Yeah, man. 
I think the biggest uh, difference between this midfield group and the last is just the numbers. You know, obviously last time there were only mm-hmm. five midfielders. Now there's eight. I think Berhalter kind of learned that we ran out of legs in the midfield. Right. Last window. Um, but some, some notable names here. Obviously McKinney's back after suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, with no Geo and no Pulisic, I think we're going to have to rely on McKinney's talent. And experience a lot. Legit and Roldan, you know, kind of just the cog pieces that Berhalter loves to throw in, get the job done. Right. Nothing flashy, but typically reasonably reliable. Musa um, for me is the wild card here. I think he for has. A lot of people. I mean, he's got a lot of qualities in a midfielder that we don't have. Right. He's, you know, natural dribbler. He's kind of the full box to box midfielder maybe even inspired the name of this podcast. Um, yeah, nice plug. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yep. Um, doesn't really get bullied in the midfield. I think I kind of consider mm-hmm. him like a more talented Kellen Acosta. And then Luca De La Torre, another newer name. He had one call up last year. He's kind of more a yeah. traditional, like number 10 creative midfielder. Um, I, I see him getting some minutes maybe off, off the bench or, in a situation where we need goals. And then mm-hmm. the number six position, obviously it's it's Adam's position. Um, he's our most important player, bar Rightly none. So. I think he should be our captain for here on out. He is carrying mm-hmm. a yellow card. So, you know, if he gets a yellow card, then he's going to have to sit out a game, which is why we have Acosta and Busio, I think. Acosta, very capable backup. Defending and physicality is kind of his MO. He looked a little lost playing as number eight last window. So I could see him playing as the six in certain scenarios. Mm -hmm. And then Busio, you know, completely different type of player, more of like a skilled passer than the other two. Not necessarily going to be physical. We've seen him getting bodied several times, but (laughs) depending on the situation, you know, he might not, he might not have to be super physical. You know, Burhalter had some really interesting comments about him when the roster was released. He said he was, you know, really impressed by what he's doing in Italy. So kind of makes sense that he's included, but yeah. Yeah. Playing pretty well. Yeah. Just got a goal recently, which is pretty yeah, cool. Game winner. We'll dive into the forwards. So a couple of new names as well. We've got uh Brendan Aronson, Paul Ariola, Matthew Hoppy, Ricardo Pepe, Tim Wea, and Jossie Sardis. Few notable notes here. Uh, one plus second right now are hurt. That's probably nice. the biggest note. And then second, there's some newer faces. Matthew Hoppy's recalled. Wea's brought back in. So is Zardes and Ariola. Mm-hmm. So pretty different group than the last window. PFOC and Sergeant Conrad are all left off. I think it's a huge opportunity for all of these guys to kind of prove themselves. Sure. Um, Aronson and Wea are both in great form right now with their clubs. So, you know, I think it's a reasonable expectation to, to hope that they can continue that form. Paul Ariola called up for the first time in a while. He's kind of injury prone. I bet he gets used a lot. Um, he's not necessarily the most skilled guy, but if you just watch him, I mean, the dude just runs and runs and Berhalter loves that. You know, he works really, really hard. And then Hoppy, you know, dog. Total dog. Yeah. He's kind of our, you know, our trick card. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely unpredictable in a good way. 
Right. You could see him playing center forward or on the wing. Um, either way, I just want to see him out there doing some stuff because he's, you know, he's not going to back down from anything and kind of has that childish uh, lack of fear <laughs> about him, you know, just kind of goes for the it. Big brother. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then Pepe, uh, I expect Pepe to get a real chance now. You know, he only played the Honduras game last window. Obviously, he was the hero, scored the, you know, the deciding goal, had to assist. I expect him to at least start the Jamaica game, get another chance based off of just merit. And then Zardes, you know, he's Berhalter's guy. He's mm-hmm. consistently done it uh, time in and time out. I think it says a lot that he was included over PFOC and Sargent. You know, Sargent not really impressed in his past performances right. and is kind of having a tough time in Norwich. And then PFOC, who, you know, this is probably the most telling part. PFOC is on a tear right now with young boys yet he doesn't get called in. So uh, I think that just shows where Zardes is and what he means to Berhalter. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely made curious seeing some, uh, probably some new goal scorers. If we're going to win, it's going to be uh, some new people scoring for us, some new attacking. I think it's going to yeah. be hopefully exciting. Yeah. I think one of the maybe problems, maybe not fair to call it a problem, but mm-hmm. I think we were really reliant on geo and Pulisic last window, you yeah. know, whereas mm-hmm. some of our other creative players weren't really, you know, coming out of their shell. And I think this is more of a, a balanced, less one man attack type deal, you know, for sure. So it could, could be very advantageous. Could, <laughs> could, <laughs> or not, or it could just yeah. be miserably. Yeah. I guess so. on that, we can just dive right into a little Jamaica talk first yeah. game. Yeah, I got a few points on Jamaica. So yeah, for all of our listeners out there who might be thinking, man, Jamaica, just an island country, you know, our Easy population, yeah. a jillion times more than them. <laughs> you know, let's hold the phone a little bit. Jamaica has some real quality. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. most, most of their quality players aren't even Jamaican born. So they've kind of done this renaissance project where <laughs> they've gone over to England and recruited premier league players and players playing in England who have Jamaican descent. I mean, just to name a few, Mikel Antonio, West Ham, Bobby Reed, Andre Gray, Ethan Pinnock, um, Jamal Lowe. So there's a lot of premier league talent on Jamaica. They're, they're not to be doubted. And they only got one point from the first window. And I'm going to chalk that up as mostly a fluke. Um, just with some of the travel restrictions that they had. Yeah, that was definitely heavily impacted by them. Yeah. They were so, very short-staffed. Yeah. I think uh, they're pretty scary going forward. Mm-hmm. You know, most of their quality that they've gotten from England is in the attack. I think their their defense, I mean, has some MLS guys like Andre Blake's their goalkeeper, Kamar mm-hmm. Lawrence. Um, so, you know, there's some quality there too, but it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what they choose to do um, like going forward, because if I'm them, you know, the kind of the MO against us is sit back and make us beat you. I mean, that's what Canada did and it worked for them. Right. So, you know, if they, if they choose to be gung ho, that could really cost them. And if they choose to sit back, I think it'll probably work, work well for them. So. Yeah. Who do you got for your uh, starting 11 for Jamaica? 
Yeah, for Jamaica, I mean, it's kind of the idea, you know, on home soil, uh, mm-hmm. first game, you want to run out your starting 11, your best starting 11. So I've got Turner, yeah. uh, Anthony Robinson, Chris Richards, Miles Robinson, Sergio Dest, uh, left to right, Tyler yep. Adams at the six, Musa McKinney at the eight. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if Musa is kind of eased back into the camp instead of, okay. you know, throwing a start immediately. Right. In which case, I could see maybe Acosta playing instead of Musa. But okay. And then I've got Aronson, Pepe, and then Paul Ariola. I would like to see Wea instead of yep. Ariola. But mm-hmm. similarly, you know, I think Berhalter trusts Ariola for the work. So, right. Do you have any uh, disagreements or changes in yours? Um, I I think I got the same except for Wea. I think Wea is going to come into play. I think he's he's been on a tear lately, and um, I feel I'm a ride ride the hot hand guy for sure. Until it stops working, so sure. uh, I don't think it would be too big of a drop off. Or I mean, it's kind of a flip of a coin there, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I like Wea. I think he brings a little more. Yeah, I think I think it could be really telling um, how Jamaica set up. So if we throw mm-hmm. out, you know, a lineup that's really attack heavy and Jamaica sets up, you know, uh, like a low block defending, I wouldn't be surprised right. if there were some halftime subs to change it up. Mm-hmm. Um, just try to get, you know, some sort of other creative forces on. So uh, do you have any predictions for this game? I'm thinking pro- I'm thinking 2-1. 2-1 is my prediction. 2-1 good answer. guys? 2-1 good guys. Okay. I okay. think it's going to be a little closer than we think. Okay. Okay. I think we probably – I think we go out 2-0 maybe or 1-1. And then I think we go out 2-0 and then let up one. That's final answer. What about you? I have two scenarios in my head. One okay. is that we score and then we score and score again. And it ends okay. up being 3-1. Or we – have difficulty scoring and it yeah. ends nil nil. Oh, so, yeah. wow. Yeah. Vastly different options there. Yeah. I, uh, okay. Those are kind of the two extremes. I don't think there's really going to be anything in the middle. So I think overall from this window, you know, we've got Jamaica at home. We're on mm-hmm. the road at Panama. Huge game. Yeah. And then home again against Costa Rica. I expect us, I think a good window Sufficient window is seven points from those three games. I agree. I think that's the expectation for this window. Two home games is huge, significant less traveling. Yeah, it's got to be six points right there, right? Yeah, I think we need six points out of the home games. And then eke a draw against Panama is, I think, the ideal situation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's no, I think that is a happy situation. Everyone should be happy with that scenario. For sure. Yeah. I think there might be some questions if we draw one of the home games or I mean, especially sure. lose one of the home games, but all right. Well, you got any other, other thoughts on the roster or the Jamaica game? Um, I don't think it'd be exciting to be there. You'll get to see uh, Q2, the Austin home uh, stadium. See Q2. Yeah. Yeah. Should be a fun environment. Best environment in MLS, uh, in my opinion, but <laughs> in uh, your humble opinion, that's only humble opinion. A- definitely oh. not a Homer opinion at <laughs> right. all, but yeah, it should be fun. Uh, definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, agreed. So we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to have our lock, uh, Lane's locks, our advantage, and our flop, and then maybe dabble on a little survivor.
Be right back. This episode of Box to Box Review is sponsored by Griffith Fit. Griffith Fit is the premier fitness lifestyle brand in the market. With the soccer season in full swing, it's important that the hours spent outside of watching soccer are centered around getting your body up and moving. That's where Griffith Fit can help you. With the motivation of the Premier Fitness account on social media, Griffith Fit is able to get your body right. Griffith Fit. Hard bodies make for easy living. All right. Welcome back. We're going to go first through some lanes locks, and then we'll do our advantage of flop and survivor lane. What is your lock this week? I'm riding with the over for the Jamaica-US game. I see it going one of two ways, as you said. I'm very nervous about this over. Very nervous. Over two and a half. Okay. So I think it's going to be sweating it a little bit, but I think we'll either score four or zero, and I'm mm. leaning towards the four. Okay. I like so. the optimism. Yeah. Uh, and, and you were right. You were right last week on your – I was. Don't let me get hot. Borussia Dortmund under. So, okay. No I'm Holland right under. No Holland under. Yep. I hope that you? I hope that's true. Um, mm-hmm. My lock is I'm taking England minus right. three and a half against Andorra. Oof. So you know, watch out. The three lines are coming in for a World Cup qualifier against <laughs> the mighty powers of Andorra. They're strong, man. Three and yeah. a half is a lot. Three and a half is a lot, but it's I mean it's almost as some would say free money. Real. So, <laughs> don't be throwing that out there england minus three and a half harry kane okay. scores two definitely some cold takes on both fronts uh, um again i am over on my locks so yeah so this take is that with a grain of salt professional <laughs> betting advice not financial advice <laughs> all right uh um, let's, let's do our advantage my advantage goes to Liverpool against City. Okay. City, um, in case you guys missed it, City fall to Liverpool at Anfield. Liverpool just looked really good. City looked pretty good too. But, you know, there's kind of the stigma that Liverpool are City's omen. Um, City, you know, struggle with only Liverpool in the Premier League. And it seems to be true. Again, the game was tied and then uh, we get a late goal for Liverpool. And yeah, I'm going Liverpool against City. Liverpool continue. I mean, I feel like I say this every week. Continue mm-hmm. to impress, regardless of their spending habits, regardless of their injuries. And then on the inverse, my flop goes to all the mega clubs out there that fall Yikes. this weekend. So starting with City, City fall to Liverpool, PSG yep. lose, Barcelona lose, Real Madrid yep. lose, Bayern Munich all lose this weekend my flop is all the mega clubs going down <laughs> um for my advantage i've got a roll don four oh, okay. straight in the mls okay for seattle on oh. a little heater for seattle he is coming in coming in warm could he be I, team uh, of the season mls this year i Say it ain't so i love it yeah i'm pretty sure he's an all-star he was four straight goals seattle playing really well um, just cool to see some uh, some international team players on fire. Yeah. Um, sneaky my pick flop, there. sneaky pick. My flop, uh, Julian Araujo, losing him, mm. committing yep. to Mexico. Yep. 
GGG, uh, the Nick Saban lost a lost a recruit here. Not ideal. Not um, not ideal. No, I think he probably got a little nervous with um, got a little bit of depth at right back for sure. Scally kind of coming in, coming in hot right now. A lot of the U.S. guys kind of hyping him up. Yep. Plus, um, you got Shaq Moore. Little, yep, Shaq Moore. Dest. So maybe just saw a better opportunity, I guess, in Mexico. Maybe, but, a, um, maybe a obviously business still don't decision. want to lose anyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You know, it's hard to blame the guy. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I want him to fail miserably, but uh, hard to blame him for his <laughs> business decision. For sure, for sure. It's, uh, it's probably more than just a business decision, but yeah. Anyways. All right, well, we're going to move on to... Our next segment of Survivor. Previously on Survivor. A um, lot happened in this episode. Um, you want to start off by telling us who went home? Voce. Forgot how to pronounce it. Voce. Going home for um, UA. Why? Some, something First, like that. Why? They look terrible in the challenge. Oh, man. I mean, horrible. Um, what's her name? The older lady on uh, UA just looked terrible, and um, all the girls formed basically a pact to uh, vote out Voce. Yeah, well, it came down to didn't it come down? It came down to Voce or or Xander, Xander right? Which is mind blowing to me. Xander, I mean, is single handedly carrying the tribe. Carrying the tribe, um, huge news with that three-way idol. Yes. Don't yep. know how I feel about that. Um, in my opinion, kind of kind of crappy that they have to make him like where they have to reveal, like say that secret phrase. Yeah. At pretty, um, at pretty the challenges. Funny pretty funny. It is hilarious because they made it's him hilarious. look like an absolute idiot. Oh yeah. Oh and... yeah. But it, it's like I feel like everyone knows. It's like such a big target. Well, in my I th- opinion, I think his I think his first mistake was going to tell Evie oh, that he got the idol yes. because yes. she's bro, she's snake. a snake. She's, she, I did not expect the immediate snake in telling the other tribe too. Oh yeah, she told yeah she told the guy from the other tribe forgot his name told him while they were doing the challenge we could protect your vote or save your vote where they're walking up the hill. Yep, yep. Um, and basically it was just like, hey, this is everything that's happening with our tribe. Like, yep. what are you doing? Yeah, super sneaky, unbelievable. To and also, why are you throwing out everything to another tribe? Yeah, it's like I get it. You're trying to make allies and stuff, but like, yep. I think crazy. I think she just moves further on onto my hate list. I think so as well. I wasn't a big Voce guy, but it's kind of sad to see him go. I mean, I'm glad that he went instead of Xander because I'm all on the Xander yeah, train I think right now. Glad, yeah. But Xander needs but, um, to start stop being an idiot. Yeah, but I mean, it's crazy. He doesn't even have a vote going forward, right? Yeah. Until the all the other two are found, which is yeah. like. Wild so this could to be me. this could be most of the game that he doesn't have a vote. Yeah, like to they, be it's a must-win challenge next week. Yeah, and like they're already down to their weakest players. Yep. So, I mean, yeah. I honestly, I couldn't see. I could see them throwing the challenge. I mean, Honestly. I think I think everybody would agree it should have been Tiffany. She was the one. Tiffany, yes, yeah, Tiffany struggled in the challenge. She should have gone home. Very bad. 
she couldn't walk across the little beam to save her oh life. Oh my gosh, dude. That was Goodness. embarrassing. That was hard to watch. Like if you're going to come on Survivor, you might as well like get in shape, try to like oh, yeah. make sure you're agile and nimble. Mm. I mean, not only could she not walk across it, but she couldn't like... She couldn't scoot. She couldn't scoot across it. No, no. If this was a meritocracy, she'd be gone. But clearly Survivor is <laughs> not a meritocracy. Oh, no. And she was coming out hot too. She was yeah. like saying that she only cost the team like a couple minutes. And like, it's like, oh, it's not my fault. Let's be real, dude. Uh, it was all her fault. Yep. Sorry, not sorry. But um, yeah. I'm pretty, uh, uh, pretty wild episode. Yeah, pretty wild. Mostly had to do with that that one tribe. Not a whole lot of interaction with the other tribes. No, Just it was mainly mainly that tribe. UA, yeah. I believe, is what it is. Yeah. Um, Mainly just that tribe and then the uh, the idol, I think it's going to be huge going forward. Well, cool. That's, yeah, that's all I got. Um, that's all I got. Thank you guys for listening. We will be back next week. We'll be going to the Jamaica game, like we mentioned a million times. Feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter to see our live reactions at the game. Get some atmosphere. Feel like you're yeah. there with us at Box to Box Review. Um, but we'll see you next week. See y'all.